Oh, I don't hear myself. I hear her. Uh, oh. Hi. 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 Puppy. Hi, puppy. Hi, puppy. Hi, puppy. Okay, who is Jude Law? Why is he in every movie I have seen? He's in everything. He's in everything. He's gay. He's brave. He's American. He's British. Next day he's playing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the movie. Forgive my compromised sense of humor. I did want to answer our host question. Jude Law is... He's... he's one of our finest actors. Hello and welcome to Law School. I'm Fran Hoffner. I'm Caroline Simons. And this is a podcast where we talk about the cinematic decisions made by the one and only Jude Law. Ah, uh, we do. It's what we do. I love the guy. This week we are talking about the 2015 film Spy. Spy, directed by Paul Feig. I saw opening weekend, Humble Brag. Did you see it in theaters? No, I didn't see it in theaters because I thought it looked bad. Oh, interesting. I mean, okay. Because I'm not trying to like lord it over This is one of those movies where it took, like there are people to like come around on it. Or like only the select few who saw it in theaters were like, oh, it's good. Yeah. But I feel like the reviews were middling and perhaps like Jude's involvement was not quite as um enough I, to get me in the door. And I had seen The Heat. Yeah. Which is like the Feig movie that came after Bridesmaids yeah. and I was like this is fine. But I like The Heat fine. I haven't seen The Heat in a long time. I charming. will say charming. I will say this movie when I rewatched it for us talking about it I didn't remember being this good. Yeah, and I know like the letterboxed star ranking system is simply <laughs> unreliable and very. It's um, on a scale of one to Ad Astra. Yeah, basically. That's, like, the system. Um, I gave something five stars recently, and someone got really mad at what me. Do you, do you know what it is? No, but that's like how it is. People are like, "That's a five star movie," and it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't make the rules, but I saw that my initial watch, I'd given it three and a half, Ooh. and I was like, "That's cruel." I play fast and loose with a five star movie because I want people to know that I love to have a nice time at the movies. That's cool. Yeah, mine just ends up I give everything like four stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I say? I watch what I like, you know? I'm not going to watch crap. It's crazy that on Paul Feig's um, IMDb that there's an announcement for The Heat 2 when hmm. it's like there should be a Spy 2. There should be a Spy, spy 2. T- spy 2 feels much more natural to me. than The Heat 2. Yeah, this movie is an ensemble effort. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know who's the best. Because, like, yeah, yes, Melissa McCarthy. It's Jude. Well, for the sake of the podcast, it's Jude. Even though it's probably not Jude. (laughs) Look, spoiler to the end of our podcast, it's going to be Jude. It's going to be Jude. Uh, Should we, do you want to place him on the Matrix this week? Yeah, I will do it. Okay. Straight, shockingly American. Shockingly American. Because they let Statham be British (laughs) without any explanation. Like, they're all CIA. Yeah, wait (laughs) a second. I mean, well, Statham's probably like, this, the accent is me. I don't not do this. So I'm not pretending like I'm an actor who's gonna like adopt your <laughs> accent. Like Statham's like I don't do a dialect. Statham shows up to every movie being like I'm not gonna pretend to be an actor. Like they know who I am. There's no disguise. He's never worked with a dialect coach in his life. Right. Shockingly American. I want to touch on this really quickly. Okay. Obviously, there will be spoilers abound for Spy. Absolutely. Not that this is like a movie where I'm like ah I can't believe they spoiled Spy. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. I rewatched this with my neighbor and classmate Spencer. Love her. Yeah, the best. Um, and when Jude came on and he had the American accent, I was like, that's not real. And I yeah. thought, because I remembered there was sort of a Jude betrayal. 
Yeah. And a reveal later on. So I was like, oh, they must reveal that he's British later and that this American accent is a choice being made by his character and not by Jude himself. Yeah. No. <laughs> not, look, as we've said many times before, we know the man can do a great American accent. But yeah, it does feel like kind of grafted on. Pleasure's all mine. Tell me where the bomb is. It's strained. Yeah. Maybe Why? because the comedy? Maybe. No, because he's, well, in Huckabees, he's got an American accent. He's very funny. How am I not myself? I agree that he's funny in that, but isn't the whole thing with David O. Russell that he's like doing a lot of takes and he's really meticulous? He screams. He's like screaming and he's making everyone do everything like 100,000 times. Whereas like Feig, I'm like immediately going like to dive into yeah. my thing about Feig. Yeah, what's your thing about Feig? I want to know. Feig, Feig movies have bits and bobs of like brilliance some more than others like i mean i unabashedly love bridesmaids and yeah. this is probably my second favorite of his he's extremely indulgent which i think is a strange move for a comedy director a predominantly comedy director because i think what's good about comedy directing when it is good is the a level of restraint mm -hmm. so like to me it is a big red flag about Fig that so many of his comedy movies are like two plus hours. Yeah. Where I'm like, who's in the editing room? And like, I think he's loose and fun. And like, the reason he works so well with Melissa McCarthy is because she's very loose and fun. So all the scenes stretch into like the six and seven minute territory, which in comedy I think is really sort of rolling the dice. But it's like, if you just have a camera on Jude Law and you're like, yeah, you know, be funny, I don't know that he can do that the amount of scenes we have in this where it's melissa mccarthy at dinner riffing you know there's it's like you're in one spot these characters are the only characters in the scene from start to finish yeah he's and an improv great. guy yeah and it works great it makes sense but i think you're right like that's not that's not how you're gonna get jude to shine totally yeah and like you can tell that melissa mccarthy and to an equal extent rose Byrne are total like fig muses yeah because they they just get they get it there was this woman who was kicked out of her house and she lost all her money. She couldn't even sell her body. So she became a clown on the streets. She would perform all her tricks standing in mud and just cry and cry. You remind me of this woman. Oh, thank you. So let's let's get to the oh, premise of yes. this. Most of, I mean, this is a Jude Law podcast, but sadly Jude is not the protagonist. However, first shot of the movie is of Jude Law. We love. We love. That. We love. So mm -hmm. Jude works for the their CIA. Yeah, it's in Langley. I'm sure it is. He's, if there's some fake uh, agency name, forgive me, but CIA for all our purposes. He is Special Agent Bradley, Bradley Fine. Fine. Funny. Yeah, Funny. Good name. Funny. Um, I'm not sure about Bradley, but Fine is good. Yeah. Knowing that Jude Law is like British, Chet. even though he's playing American, means I just don't believe that he could be ever named Bradley. Bradley Fine. Bradley Fine. Chet Fine. Brick Fine. <laughs> <laughs> My joke name for like any character in something is calling him Brick. Um, it's a funny name. Yeah, it's not really a name. Is it? Have you met a Brick in real no. life? <laughs> Come on. I had to ask. No. What if you did and I was like fake name, fake name, and you're like, actually, I know a brick. I know a guy named Brick. No, I, I would have heard. About I know it a guy named now. Guy. That's fine. If That's you knew like, someone named Brick, I would have heard about it by now. Yeah, yeah, I would have make a, I would have made a little song and dance about that. Mm -hmm. um, Bradley Fine, special agent. Mm -hmm. doing sort of like an American Bond thing. This well, that's why Bond. I'm like... This is a big Bond movie. Yeah, it's like, it's sort of, you know, a send-up. 
They do, yeah. Of the Bond culture. It's sort of crazy then that he's not British. Yeah. I, I know. Maybe that's what we're waiting for. It's like they have a Bond theme song with the animation. They do, like, the story is very James Bond. He's being very James Bond it's in the beginning. It's not like a parody. It's not like Austin Powers, but it's like, it's a Bond movie. Yeah. So essentially, like, with some goops. Bradley Fine is like our Bond, but then Melissa McCarthy, Susan Cooper is like his, somewhere between like his Q and his M. Yeah. Where she's like, Handling money, like a, him? Like a, no, she's like a money penny with an earpiece. I guess a money, yeah, money penny, but not hot. Yeah, right. And like is guiding him through everything. So like they've got the contacts that's letting her see everything. She's got all the maps and schematics, and so like he's only able to be as good as his job at his job because of the emotional mm-hmm. behind the scenes labor mm-hmm. that she is performing for him. Absolutely, she's clearly the talent in this like duo. Yeah, and like that's what's always hinted at. Like, yeah, and he's doing the little zingers. He's the vessel for her work. What I liked about the zingers is they're also like milk toast, whatever. And then at one point, he makes an actual joke that is funny, and she like laughs so hard. Jeez. <laughs> you had to take me to such a dump. <laughs> Come on, cheapskate. <laughs> Burger King was booked up. When you're rooting for your crush to like have talent. Yeah, the interesting thing about this as a crush movie is that it's sort of an unexplored territory of crush thing is like, what if your crush sucked? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know Which it. usually it is the case. Yeah. Consider. True. Mm. And you're constantly trying, searching for reasons that your crush doesn't suck. Right. Like you're constantly explaining to your friends, like it's cool and also like, don't worry. They're so cool. yeah, Susan is in love with Bradley. Totally in love. A movie opens where there's a mission that goes awry because he sneezes and shoots the mark. Well then in that case, I'd say you'd better stop <laughs> Fuck. That is, I knew that was coming. Yeah. It shocks me every it's time. So funny. He's, it's like a pollen allergy. It's because he forgot to take his allergy yeah, pill, which she packed pill. in his suit. Like it's like very mom sort it's of role. Total mom. And Jude is being so sort of like plastic sexy. Yeah. You know, like the, we haven't talked like about his hair doll. in a yeah. little bit, but it's like dyed blonde. Mm-hmm. I think the hairline is not great. No, but. Because I think the plugs get to, better like, later. Yeah, they're trying to like thicken the hairline he has, but it doesn't look correct. Mm-hmm. It like levels out by Pope. Yeah, Pope might be a wig. We gotta check that out. <laughs> <laughs> do, do we know a guy? Uh, new Pope, right? That's the new one coming. New out? Pope, young Pope. I Either can't wait. Look, at the, we gotta focus. So the first act of this movie is very Jude centric. After they have this botched mission, they go out to dinner again. The first of our scenes. only somewhat botched. He gets away. Like, he kills some guys successfully, but then he accidentally kills the main guy. Yeah. The total, like, they're tracking down this nuke throughout the movie. It's totally a MacGuffin. I don't care anything about it. You don't have to care. I forget, like... Yeah, the nuke is not Don't worry about it. We should say they go to dinner when they're back from the mission. They go to dinner when they're back from the mission. We get the gag that was in the trailer that I feel like is not that funny in the trailer, but is so funny. It's in the trailer? Yeah, I think that's when I was like, I don't think this is that funny, where they... uh, it's like a really fancy restaurant, uh, you know, maybe in a linea type for those listening back home. Um, but they get at home Chicago. Yeah, it's like the big nice restaurant in Chicago with like, you like know, tablecloths, gastro, you know, here whatever in New York, concoction. It's where like nice desserts ones, a balloon. So. Oh, I like that. When they pour the when they pour the stuff on it. You ever yeah. had one of those? They're not good. Well, yeah, my friend just went. And it was like pretty, and my parents went once, and they were like, 
it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> which is so funny. Is but good. like, they get their hand towels, which are have like hot water poured on them, so they expand, and she thinks it's a marshmallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We or, love that. Or a little foamy thing. So it's like she's like way out of her depth. This is very chewy. Coop, you're eating a hand towel. She's a total klutz. She doesn't. She doesn't. Well, have a cha- she doesn't have a chance with Jude Law. Well, this is she Act One. This is Act One. She's not a klutz though. She ate the towel, Fran. She eats the. T- she's like a neophyte, but she's not a klutz. Okay, sure, sure, sure. But yeah, they go out to dinner, and he he gets her a gift. Gets her a little uh, jewel box. Um, she's we think, excited. Oh, we think it's gonna be precious stones. A precious stone. Opens it up. What is it, Fran? It's like an it's like a hokey, like almost like acrylicy kind of plasticky. Uh, I was gonna call it an amulet <laughs> um, necklace with a cupcake that is angry, as described in the movie. Yes. It's a crazy cupcake. It's a crazy cupcake. It's a crazy cupcake. <laughs> Jude says the phrase "crazy cupcake" mm, four or five times, and he's so. This is obviously this is like great. a stupid hot person. Yes, who thinks this is like the height of comedy. It's also the kind of gift you give someone who you think of as completely, like, clearly has no interest in me. Yeah, and she ugly, bakes. Dumb, so, yeah, like, that's it. She does bake. Fran, how do you think bake. about that, by the way? I really connect to bringing a huge cake to an office of people who are in the middle of having crises about everything else <laughs> and everyone eating my baked goods while talking about something else. Like, an ongoing sort of bit of this movie that I think is very well executed mm-hmm. is the the like rodent and varmint infestations in Langley or whatever, <laughs> yeah. especially because they're like in a basement. It's like, yeah, right. they probably would have like rat and bat issues. Do you like when they cut to Nancy that one time, the rats on her shoulder? Oh, I, lo- <laughs> I love all that stuff so much. And like Sam Richardson, who I didn't even, I think the first time I saw this, I would, didn't, I didn't even notice. register that it oh, was Sam Richardson. I wrote a note. Richardson. I said, look who's here. Um, no yeah, lines. Like, a couple lines. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched the director's cut. So, oh. so Paul Feig's big regret is not giving Sam Richardson more lines. And you mm-hmm. know what? Correct. Uh, you know what? This one's dumb. Dump it. Trash it. This one's garbage. Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge, you old bastard. <laughs> We're pretty good at this. Uh, <laughs> you know that sketch ruins me out of all of them? The Scrooge, Scrooge? one. I'm floored it's every so time. It's so good. And it's so good. And it's so underrated. It's so underrated. And that's the one. Oh, my God. I cried. Where I think I most, I was most delighted by the realization of that's what this is. <laughs> I am the ghost of Christmas way future. I've already met the ghost of Christmas future. I said way future, Scrooge. I would watch a whole movie of the future, <laughs> the like, gross of ghost of Christmas way future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That better be what the new Terminator is about. Friggin' bonies. Jude. Oh, it's a crazy cupcake. It's a crazy cupcake. He has no idea it's how super condescending. Yeah. he's being. And... I think what's important about this in the sort of pantheon of Jude films is this is like the crescendo of the Jude comeback of yeah. this decade. So he has like three big good things at sort of the start of the decade, which is like the two Soderberghs, Contagion and Side Effects. Mm-hmm. He's gra- I love him in Contagion. I honestly do not remember a ton of him in Side Effects, but I trust that he's great. Mm-hmm. And he's an Anna Karenina, which is like an all-time. Anna Karenina role is sort of the best of this decade that I think would like yeah. rival this performance. But the Anna Karenina performance is so unlike almost any other Jude Law performance that exists, which is why it feels so miraculous. But like mm-hmm. Spy is like about the Jude Law persona. Yeah. It's, also, it's yeah. It, it's one of the movies where 
you're working with him being hot, but like making him kind of a goof. You know, he's kind of like a hot airhead. Yeah, and it's like, you know, drawing on the Ripley sort of persona and like only someone who could have had, only someone who's had a sort of like hot guy career can yes. like play that role. It's got to be like a superstar. It's got to be like, I get why she's in love with this dingus. Mm-hmm. And like, he's especially funny not because he's like a great improviser or anything, but he just knows how to play shallow dingus. So what happens then is there's like a there's a follow up mission to right the wrongs of his botched mission, mm-hmm. and he encounters the Roseburn character Reyna. Right, he goes on this mission, and we, the audience, and Melissa McCarthy believe that he is shot by Roseburn's character on this mission. Can we just jump ahead and say the big twist at the end? Oh, that he's alive he's the whole alive. time? He's like deep undercover in that he, you know, convinced her to do- Can I be frank? Why? Is why, he undercover? Why didn't they just make him bad? Like, I thought it would- The twist makes yes. so much yes, more yes, sense yes, to yes. be like, yes, yes, I'm yes. alive, I'm sleeping with her, she's hot, you're not, you're pathetic, and then she triumphs at the end. The only reason I can think I of I think him, that's a Feig thing. I think- Like, he's too light. He doesn't want- I think it's also like, the. I see the reason to make Jude- deep undercover and be like I'm just pretending to be bad but I'm actually good because it puts the power in Melissa McCarthy hands to be like you know what I don't want to go on a date with you because when the whole mission wraps up he goes hey let's like go to dinner and she's like I gotta hang out with the girls yeah whereas like it's her decision whereas if he's bad it's like well I mean she could choose to literally kill him if he was bad which is Mm -hmm. but that's like that doesn't make sense for her character yeah but I don't think he's particularly funny in the third act when he comes back no the only funny scenes are well because at that point also like once Jude's gone, and Jude is great in Jude what he's great. in, yes. but once he's gone, oh, this really so. becomes like a like a McCarthy, Byrne, Statham. Oh my god! Uh, Miranda Hart Alice, is amazing. Allison Janney is great. Janney's amazing. It like, really does feel slow in the beginning because you have like timid Melissa McCarthy, and then she truly flips a switch and becomes like brassy and hysterical and scathing. And it's like you don't mind that it's such a, a quick flip because you're like yeah this is what we're here for once she and rose burns characters just start like sniping at each other it is so so fucking funny and you don't really miss the presence of jude right which is a blasphemy to say on this podcast i know but i think that's like what the movie's about also right like it's It's like when you're with your gals even when you're being huge bitches to each other yeah can't beat that can't beat it a day with the gals Let's talk Statham. We got a um my god. Rick Ford. Rick Rick Ford. Jason Statham should be in Ford versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Do you think he can't be cuz he's been in a Fast and Furious? Ferrari. No, I think if anything he really tried to get into that movie and they're like you you can't. James, they do you think James him. Mangold understands Jason Statham? No. <laughs> but I think Paul Feig does. Yeah. That seems- this has got to be maybe the career best performance of Jason Statham. It is so good. He is so aware and he gives it like the same level of intensity he does for like Crank. It's really good. Oh, he's amazing. So he's like the rogue. <laughs> the face-off machine where he's like livid. He's like, so he's another spe- he's another machine. special agent. He's Rick Ford. <laughs> and Rick he's Ford. like the guy who wants, to- he hates Bradley Fine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to take any responsibility for like writing his wrong. And basically he quits, but then goes rogue. So kind of becomes Susan's on and off again partner in this like trek across the globe. Right. And it's also sort funny. of a specter, you know? <laughs> It is just like Spectre. Um, it is 
so good because if the movie were aligned with him, like his story could be like a normal spy story, but in the context of these very practical, actual like CIA workers, like he comes off as such a nut. It's like, no, stop wearing wigs and like trying to like find the target. Like stop going He's, rogue, he's like an episode of The Americans, you know, where <laughs> yeah. they've got the like crazy wigs on and it's just like, be normal. Um, and he's drawing a lot of attention to himself. <laughs> yeah. And he gets to do a lot of these monologues about all these, like, accomplishments he's done. Like, his whole arm got ripped off, and then he sewed it back on with his other arm. And Statham is just deadpanning the shit out of this. This arm has been ripped off completely and reattached with this fucking arm. I don't know that that's possible. There's so many. I'm, I'm sure there is, like, I'm like, I rented this. I should just footage. buy yeah. it. I think the director's cut has longer versions of I'm all sure. of his things. It's all just good because it's him and Melissa McCarthy. Again, a setup where... We're in a room. We're going to improv back and forth. And just her responding the whole time to all of them is also just equally like, good. I don't think you can do that. Like, <laughs> he's like, my whole body was on fire. And she's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, like, cause also like, just nothing like, stopped Statham him. knows what Statham is. Absolutely. Like, Especially now. So do him and Vin Diesel not get along? No, The Rock and Vin Diesel oh, don't get reads. along. Oh, that reads. Because like, Statham and Vin Diesel are like same caliber of like, they know what's up. Boy, oh boy. I'm not sure there's going to be a movie I disliked more this year than Hobbs and Shaw. I was about to say. Statham's great in it. Sure. I guess Statham is the MVP of that movie, but it's no one's most valuable. That movie just sucks. That is like such an indulgent, snarky, self-assured movie. It's got all these horrible cameos, minus Rob Delaney, who is legitimately funny in it. He's Mm -hmm. in London. Oi, oi. Yeah, he's in London. Oh, my nemesis, Ryan Reynolds. He's in it. My nemesis, Kevin Hart. I don't think I can ever... Even if Jude Law and Ryan Reynolds are in a movie together, I don't think I can review it. Don't ever say that aloud again. I can't review it. I cannot handle that man. Yeah, and it's like, they let him have a very indulgently long scene. Now, there's someone who's hot and thinks they're funny. He's not hot. I know, but like, (laughs) come on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gotten away with a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. During the threat of an assassination attempt, I appeared convincingly in front of Congress as Barack Obama. In blackface? That's not appropriate. But Statham Mm, is great in Hobbs and Shaw. And like, I don't, I like Statham in the Fast and Furious movies in general, but like, this is like. Statham should have done Spy and then started doing other kinds of shit. This is like yeah. the like capstone of Statham. It's like the final performance you do on a type of character slash himself. Uh, it's like the most that he's done commentary on his entire career persona. And it's so great that he nails it. It's so good that he nails it. I think this is the turning point for Jude because this is a movie in which Jude is not chosen at the end. You know? Yeah. I think it's important for Jude to have that, to not be picked. I'm sure he saw it as a relief. Like Yes. Right, which is also kind of what he himself has said about Anna Karenina, which we'll get into one day, don't worry, where he's like, I mean, yeah, I love being... One of my favorite movies of the decade. Maybe top wow. ten. I love that movie. Ooh, let's bump it up in the queue. Let's do it then. Oh. I've seen it once. Oh, my God. I probably watch Anna Karenina at least once, probably twice a year. Ooh. I love that movie so much and it's like I have not read the book I don't have like an attachment to it I just I think it's got an amazing score and like Matthew McFadden is like there's an MVP truly there's a guy every doing time laps Elevate, around Jude uh, yeah, I mean he's work. not but he yeah elevates really the elevating the work and being like chubby and having a big mustache yeah um, such as Russia such as Russia I guess at the end of the day this is a movie about doing anything it takes to keep Jude Law safe 
Oh. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. So, yeah, this is, like, this is what sets Jude up, essentially, for, like, I mean, the back half of the decade, if you think about it. Yeah, this is setting him on a course for self-aware. Self-aware Jude. Having fun Jude. Having fun Jude Dumbledore. Flipping the script on. I, once a week, remember that Jude Law is Dumbledore, and I'm always like, what the fuck? It is always being pushed on HBO, and I haven't watched it yet. I guess we should cover it before it leaves HBO. Yeah, we should probably do that soon. Yeah, this, this kicks off Jude Law career kind of like, you know, you get Legend of the Sword, oh which I think God. is like a Jude commentary kind of performance where he's like, what if I'm crazy? Is he a nutso in that? Oh, he's insane. He's amazing. Does he yeah. do it well? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm happy yeah, to yeah, yeah. He's, he's so good in it. I mean, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword is mostly good. Okay. David Beckham is in it. That's not a selling point for that. Should be. I mean, it's a selling point that I would see Should it, be, babe. But not like, here's how you know it's quality cinema. We put David Beckham in it. Nothing wrong with it. I like that they Me, did it. Me saying that David Beckham being good in a Guy Ritchie movie is probably why my poet friends tell me I have centrist taste in film. <laughs> That's fine. I like that. I can't wait to watch Jude's. I think um, I'm firmly centrist because I like like The Last Samurai. That's a pretty centrist Sure, one. yeah. I can't wait to watch his. Um, the make or break it. point for both of us could be his submarine movie that no one I know has seen. Who directs a submarine movie you're thinking about? I don't. Who di- who directs the Jude Law? I know what movie? you heard me. It's amazing you think that I would know that Kevin McDonald. I don't know who that is. He directed The Last King of Scotland, a movie I begged my parents to let me see in two thousand six. And, and I was, was not and, allowed. And I was also not allowed. I was not allowed. But I begged because I was in love with James McAvoy from Narnia. Oh. And I said, "Let me see the movie where I think he has sex." And they said, "No, no, no." Does he have sex in that movie? Yeah. That is so overshadowed by like. Everything Forrest Whitaker does. That's so well, yeah, it's like he doesn't matter. He's like the white person gateway into that story, which is so annoying. I'm like, to be like, oh, here's an entry point you guys need, you idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should see that now. I saw part of it on TV and I was like, yuck. Should we yeah. wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I mean, I think we said everything there to say. We don't have to go super deep into the plot. He's only at the beginning and the end. Paul Feig used Jude Law in a movie again challenge. Could be interesting. Maybe he's in the last Christmas one. As yet another ghost. Do you know about this whole thing? No. Oh, everyone thinks that Henry Golding is a ghost in that movie. Oh. But it hasn't come out yet, so so we don't know. That movie makes no... You know what? I'm just going to get riled if I talk about that movie, which I can't... I root for Amelia Clark, but it's like no one's asking me to. You don't have to. You're going to get let down. Yeah, everyone's like, what's... Which we'll get into in Dom Hemingway, but... (laughs) Great, 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 great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we want to thank, of course, Sandra Randall. Sandy, thank you for being a great producer. We want to thank Karen Hahn for our cover art. We want to thank Ben Kling for our theme song. We want to encourage you to rate, or review, or subscribe mm. if those are things you wish to, but we won't force you. Totally optional. You should do it, though. I would. If it were me, I simply would do all those things. In fact, one must. I'm actually going to push it a little harder. It's optional, liberalizing. Thank you guys so much. Good night. <laughs>